do you view your own success? Are you leading with compassion or are you considered ruthless? There is plenty of room for both types of leaders, but the best way to lead successfully is to balance boldness and integrity, using kindness and compassion to earn respect. Combine this with a go-getter, visionary, and aggressive drive to stay competitive. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks. We'll use the ideas heard today and in this series to help you use every advantage to achieve the best end result. Now, here's your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Welcome to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am your host, Kathy Fairbanks. I am delighted that you've joined us for today's show. You are in for a treat. Not only have I known this guest for... Oh, more decades than I'd like to re- uh, like to reveal. Um, but she's going to bring some intelligence to the show, some innovation to the show, and really peel that curtain back on how she was able to transform her professional success in the corporate world and parlay that into extraordinary success in the entrepreneurial ship world. And I think one of the biggest hiccups that uh, people have transferring their skill sets from the corporate world into entrepreneurship is the how to go about doing this because it's as if you have landed in a foreign land and you don't speak the language. You'd think it'd be a natural transition. I've not found that to be the case in my history, and I know Christy didn't either, but she's been able to make this a success. So let me give you a background, um, and we'll unpackage this a little bit more as we go. Our guest today is Christy Serrato, and she is a serial entrepreneur. Now, prior to that, she worked with large corporations. She was the solution marketing head for financial services at HID Global. We actually met at a company called U.S. Fleet Leasing in San Francisco, and that eventually evolved to uh, become City Capital and eventually purchased out by GE Capital, and that goes decades back, but we both cut our teeth in the corporate world. She is a graduate of UC Davis, and what's really fantastic, as a an alum, she entered her latest company, and that company is called Pair Anything, and that's the personalization in the technology world, and it has to do with pairing the best choices of wine with technology. So she's become a technology disruptor as well in the $70 billion wine industry. She just is off the heels of winning the 2019 UC Davis Big Bang Business Competition winner. So we'll talk about that and how she prepared for that is quite unique as well. So Christy comes to us today from corporate background, as well as being the program director, as if the other life isn't enough. She is the program director for the Sacramento Entrepreneurship Academy, and she is one of the founding um, partners in this fellowship, and it really is an opportunity to mentor potential entrepreneurs and and keep things thriving and moving in the Sacramento area. So we're going to package all of this, talk a little bit. Christy, welcome to today's show. Thank you, Kathy, for having me. And it's it's such a pleasure to be connected with you and have this opportunity for us to be able to share some insights um, on how uh, to be an entrepreneur 
and at least have the, the innovative uh, mindset to be able to um, change the world. Right, exactly. And that's really what it's about, having that passion to change the world and kind of figuring out what's the mechanism in which you're going to do that. Now, we go back a long way, and it's interesting. I just find that we've reconnected, and although we're on different paths, we've had a similar trajectory. We we left what would be considered corporate America. And what I want to find out from you, I know what the catalyst for me was, but what was the catalyst for you because I think you and thousands of others are walking in those same shoes where you're in a corporate job and what was the catalyst that really prompted you to leave a very systematic um, let's just call it what it was a cushy corporate job that you had been educated in trained for and really had passion in to step off into the deep end of entrepreneurship what what brought that about, and what was that mindset like for you? It's interesting. Um, when, when, when I met uh, when I met you, Kathy, uh, I, I was really just early in my career, and my focus at the time was really to gain skill set. And I trained to be a banker, to be a financial officer, and it was a very structured role, and I relished that. Yet. There was a point in my career that I realized um, that I had dreams that I wanted to realize. However, I didn't know how to go about doing it. And so um, one way that I approached my career was to be able to um, switch uh, different positions and different uh, industries to be able to gain the skill set that I thought would make me valuable. Then I realized Uh, when I reflected back, that it was really more of the mindset that I had, uh, which was uh, a running theme throughout my career. And those um, themes uh, were around um, being naturally um, curious, um, seeing um, solutions to a problem, and having a sense of urgency to want to fix things. And also, uh, one key thing, and and this is surprising being a a finance person, is being comfortable with, with risk and ambiguity. And, and if you feel that that's also a core theme for you, then you have the makings of being a, um, an entrepreneur or innovator uh, and, and allowing you to be able to dream and achieve. Yet what is, uh, what is helpful for me now that I've switched over to being outside of the, the corporate structure is now what's needed is, is, is having um, the ability to look at the world differently and having the toolkit to be able to, to apply yourself to realize opportunities that you see. Well, I love what you described, and and um, it's almost as if you've provide the, provided the ingredients for that recipe. Um, and, and in terms of steps that can be translated, you gain your skill sets. So typically, you have some sort of experience behind you. And then you have that passion, that desire to diversify within your own professionalism. And that was a running theme for you. Um, your natural curiosity set you up to make that conversion and to find solutions. And then I also love what you said around... You had a sense of urgency for this. You did not sit around for decades saying, well, what if I did this? What about that? In other words, you took actions on the ideas that you had, and then it sounds like you figured out how to play nice with risk. And 
that's huge in terms of the formula. Um, you did take some risk, but you did your diligence before stepping into that risk pool. So thank you for uh, sharing that. What are, what are some pleasant surprises um, in terms of, I guess one of the a better question is when people think of entrepreneurship, they think, well, gosh, I'm my own boss. Um, are you talking working less hours, more hours? What What was your experience in terms of leaving that corporate world into the hours that an entrepreneur startup launch demands? So I, I'm, I'm very happy that you brought that up, um, Kathy, because um, those are the fallacies of uh, being an entrepreneur. Uh, one is being your own boss. Um, in actuality, um, you have many bosses. <laughs> you have your customers, uh, you have your, uh, your, your employees or uh, people on your team, as well as uh, your investors. So essentially, um, you, you now have uh, many different uh, people uh, that you're beholden to, and it really allows you to elevate your game because um, if you had, uh, if you're an employee um, at a corporation, you find that your uh, responsibilities are, in a way, uh, in a box. You know, once you come in at nine, you do your job and you check out at five. As an entrepreneur, um, you find <laughs> that that you don't have um, strict work hours, and in some cases, uh, you do end up working long hours. But here's the thing about that: you end up not even think about how long you're working because you're passionate about doing something that you love. And essentially, um, that's the calling for me. Uh, I enjoyed uh, my, my time uh, working uh, in the corporate world and gaining the skill set, yet I felt that I was able to spread my wings uh, as an entrepreneur and uh, so much that uh, I'm now on my, my, my fifth startup, and it's just a matter of um, being able to... Um, see a problem, um, having the passion to um, figure out a solution, and really uh, experimenting and to see if there's a solution that meets that problem or what we call a product market fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You're you're solving a problem that no one else has, has really come up um, toward. So I want to talk about creative confidence, Because it's one thing to have an idea that is innovative and and potentially a disruptor in the market. And we'll we'll get more about that with um, the Pair Anything launch. But share with us, in, in the perspective of your experience, how did you build that creative confidence to tackle a real life problem in a very innovative way? Yes, uh, so I, I really believe that in all of us, um, there is the makings of being an innovator. And it's because we see problems in real life, and I believe that we all want to solve them. And sometimes it's really just a matter of, of not knowing how or not having the confidence um, to do so. Uh, one thing that I uh, feel is very important is to be comfortable with uh, ambiguity, being able to um, not just uh, think of solutions, but actually being open to seeing problems, having uh, your eyes open to be able to see the world around you and have that, that perspective. And then also um, having the, the sense of urgency 
to be able to challenge the status quo and having that boldness to do so. Uh, so I feel um, one lesson, or sorry, not my lesson, uh, one exercise that I like to do is that uh, you see a problem, uh, in my case, you know, how do we teach consumers how to enjoy their food more, right? And then so it's, it's, it's a how question, and then the next question would be why. Why is it important? Well, I feel that by enjoying your food more, it creates happiness. And then there's this thing called a why-how ladder. You just go back and forth <laughs> asking it, and it gets to the point where you end up asking that question in a bigger context, in, in, in a way that um, you basically answer, how will we be able to accomplish that? And then the other thing <clears throat> that's very important uh, as an entrepreneur, especially in today's best practices, is to be able to experiment with your ideas. We all have, um, you know, we all come up with ideas, yet we don't put it into practice. Sometimes we think it's too overwhelming. We, um, as entrepreneurs, learn to break down the, the problem. We come up with a, a minimum viable um, solution, and then we test it. And then we get feedback from the customers, and then we retest it. That, I find, to be uh, is instrumental in being able to um, be agile in addressing problems. Yeah, that makes so much sense. In fact, one of Brian's, one of uh, Brian Clemmer's favorite books was Eating the Elephant One Bite at a Time. And that's truly what an entrepreneur will need to do, will want to do, because you are wearing all of the hats. Even if you, you come at it with a small team, you're wearing all of the hats and executing. So as you say, you want to come up with that minimal idea. You want to test it almost what worked, what didn't, and what's next. And keep rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. Um, And that how-why ladder makes so much sense. Uh, How are we going to execute this? Why are we executing this? The last thing you want to do is create a product or launch a product that really no one needs. There's there's no market for it. It might be pretty shiny and all that in a bag of chips, but you need to know your why. So, Christy, I can't believe it. We're coming up to our first break. Uh, thanks for listening. And when we come back, I want to talk about Pair Anything and what the system was for launching this business. It's a brilliant business that has become um, a disruptor in the wine industry in terms of technology because there's a lag and a lead when you think about the wine industry. And we're going to unpackage that and look a little bit deeper uh, into what Christy's up to. You've been listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks, stay tuned for more. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Leadership development isn't limited to people in the executive suites or corporate boardrooms. Employees throughout a company recognize their role in fulfilling the company's mission. Effective leadership is a quality that must be shared by employees from the top down. Clemmer & Associates Corporate Mastery Workshop focuses on key topics to equip each student's development into a highly productive and ethical leader. For more information, visit Clemmer.com. That's K-L-E-M-M-E-R.com. 
Kathy Fairbanks is available to speak for your event or organization. Kathy is the Director of Client Solutions for Clemmeron Associates Leadership Seminars. Kathy and her corporate team provides experiential training introductions to clients worldwide in order to support them in achieving their desired goals. Put Kathy Fairbanks to work for you. Call 800-577-5447 or send an email to Kathy at clemmer.com. The next step for growth is yours. Call 800-577-5447 or email Kathy at klemmer.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. I am speaking with our guest expert, Christy Serrato, and she's an expert in the field of entrepreneurship. She has just launched her fifth startup, and we kind of want to showcase her fifth startup today um, because not only does she serve as the program director for the Sacramento Entrepreneurship Academy, she was walking her talk. And so everything that the Academy stands for, their mission and their passion, she's able to model that behavior behavior for the many students that they have as well as their alumni. So Christy, if you would share with us a little bit about your new launch company, Pair Anything, and that's P-A-I-R anything.com, share with us how did you come about the idea of Pair Anything? What do you do? And as you spoke to in the last segment, um, what's the problem that Pair Anything solves for the general public? Thank you, Kathy. Uh, and you know, there's a, a motto um, that we that we live by um, within the Sacramento Entrepreneurship Academy, and that is uh, to replicate ourselves. And imagine. Uh, one of the, the first sessions that I was uh, teaching uh, when I came back as a program director, uh, it was around um, ideation, thinking of ideas uh, in terms of the world around you and what you want to solve. And in this session, and it's the only session that uh, I think someone was kind enough to video record, uh, I had this, this problem that I want to solve, which, which was around how to be able to enjoy your food more. Uh, being um, Growing up in a food culture, I knew that if I enjoy my food, I tend to be happier. And so what I wanted to do was, was, was kind of break down the, that problem. It seemed a, a very nice problem to solve. And I realized by having the right beverage with what you're consuming, it tends to um, create a, a very um, wonderful dining experience. 
And then I realized for most of us, uh, especially when it comes to wine, uh, which is, seems very sophisticated, uh, a lot of us don't really know how to approach it. And, and, it, and I, I can imagine that most of, uh, most of us, when we go to a restaurant, we're presented with a food menu, which is about maybe two pages, and then you get the wine list, which is 20 pages. We don't know how to navigate uh, with, you know, the, to, to, uh, on that, um, navigate uh, with that menu, and we realized that wouldn't it be nice if we could have a, a cheat sheet? And so I created Care Anything really more for consumers um, to not be intimidated by enjoying wines uh, with food. And, and how do we go about doing that? We use uh, technology to be able to enter a recipe, analyze the recipe, and based on the ingredients, such as the protein, the spices, and how it's cooked, we can find an aroma bridge to a specific wine profile. Now, at the time, uh, we did our um, prototype and we validated that, um, that, that problem. But then we realized, you know, as an entrepreneur, well, how do we commercialize this? And we, we found out that, as you know, consumers, we don't tend to pay for mobile apps. So we couldn't figure out a monetization problem. And so I went back to the drawing board and looked at, in this industry, who is most vested in helping consumers enjoy wine? And then I discovered the wineries. And it turns mm-hmm. out that I uncovered a $70 billion industry that is struggling with connecting with new consumers the millennials, uh, which are now the largest um, consumer group. And so one thing that I found out is that wineries are struggling to connect with the millennials because they don't have a digital strategy. And as we all know, and it's not just the millennials, we're all attached to our phone. And so I realized for the wine industry to be able to thrive in this new economy of personalized experiences, they need to be able to have a digital connection to their customers. And so Pair Anything not only just provides a way for um, consumers to find the wines that they enjoy, it's also um, an enterprise solution for wineries to digitally connect with their, their, their up-and-coming wine consumers. So in, in essence, it's a two-pronged problem that we're able to solve uh, with this new venture. I love it. So you took an industry that can be um, one that you would consider lagging behind in terms of technology. You figured out a way to plug them into the 21st century and now solve the problem in terms of the educational piece in terms of pairing food with wine choices. So what a brilliant concept. And, And you actually became a student of your own work, the come up with the concept and test it. And it almost sounds like that first test is sometimes where an entrepreneur who isn't committed would have stopped. When you realize that there was no way to monetize this with the general public um, because of the aversion to paying for an app, I think a lot of people would have stopped and said, oh, this won't work. But you looked deeper, 
and dug deeper to figure out where does the monetization piece come. And you actually discovered that $70 billion industry that just grabbing a corner niche of that will launch a company. So brilliant, Christy. Fantastic. Now, when it came to launching the company, what were you inspired by in terms of building a team? Because um, I know you've built a team. How do you go about coaching people in your academy to build a team and stay very close to the ground with the way you want to launch a company and see it grow, but also not have everything on your shoulders. As, as you say, you want to be able to um, rinse, repeat, replicate yourself and really model this behavior. So how did you go about building a team? Thank you for um, asking this question because it's very near and dear to me. Since winning the UC Davis Big Bang Business Competition, we went from a team of two to now a team of eight. And this is just in, in two months. And how are we able to do that? We practice um, what I would consider uh, the best practices. Uh, in fact, I think it, it comes from um, Google. And there's five principles to uh, team effectiveness. One is um, what we would call um, impact, so that... All my team members, and there's now eight of us, we want to feel that our work matters and we're able to create change. Secondly, having meaning, um, that the work that they're doing for Pair Anything is personally important to them, um, not just for uh, professional de- development, but also um, has a, a personal um, you know, connection such that uh, it goes beyond just uh, showing up to work but it actually is something that they look forward to. And the third one uh, is having um, clear structure and clarity. This is something that I learned in my corporate world, having structure. And so I am able to provide uh, clear, clear roles and um, goals, and we create a plan such that they get developed professionally, but also I support them in their, uh, their own personal uh, development as well. And then the, 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 the fourth one is... Um, this is very important for any um, any functioning teams, is dependability. That each team member will need to get things done on time, and they must meet our bar of excellence, right? Um, we need to be accountable to each other. Uh, we always say that um, in any team assessments, but we practice it, uh, you know, in, in, our, uh, in our small team because as we grow, we want to make sure that, that is, um, you know, having accountability is a key tenant uh, for our team. And then lastly... Uh, I would call it psychological safety. Uh, it's such a big word, but basically it means that each team member feels safe to be able to take risk and to be vulnerable in front of each other because we're trying to um, change the status quo. We, are, we want to be disruptors, and it means taking a risk and be able to um, to kind of take the lead on it. And so we encourage um, these five tenants which are considered just best practices for team effectiveness. 
I love it. And thank you very much for sharing that. And I know it's not unique, but you you certainly have adapted this and and allowed this to spread over the team and become part of your culture. I know one of the things that our president uh, today at Klimmer shares, uh, Kimberly Zink shares with us, um, one time Brian Klimmer was uh, having a deep conversation with her and basically said, Kimberly, you're not making enough mistakes here. You're not taking enough risk here. If we come in day in, day out, and there aren't problems to solve or mistakes to to clean up and learn from, we're not going to grow. So I need you to go out there, take some bigger risks, go out there, make some mistakes, and know that we have your back. And that's what you're really talking about is that psychological safety with a team that you can trust. You can trust for feedback. You can trust for sharing ideas, expanding ideas, and really moving on your innovation. Um, Dependability and accountability. I get that all the time. In fact, I was speaking with a prospective client today, uh, very large client in the pharmaceutical space and their number one goal was to increase or is to increase the accountability and personal responsibility of a team and if a company no matter their size whether it's a size or a team of eight or a team of eight thousand if you can depend on your fellow teammate to do what they say and say what they do that changes everything in the dynamic of a workplace. And I think we often get that in the startup phase, but as you grow, maybe that dependability and accountability can fade a little bit and there's no reason for it to fade. So thank you so much for sharing those five best practices because that's um, incredibly important, uh, not only in the entrepreneur space, but also in the in the space of any business. So one of the questions that I want to cover off in terms, um, real quick, we have about a minute or so before, the, before our next break. How do you decide whether to go with a geographic footprint on your back, in your backyard, or I believe you are diverse culturally? You're spread out and you're kind of virtual as a team. Is that correct? Yes. And it's the way of, uh, I guess, how um, innovators think. Um, we want to get the best talents no matter where they are. And also, uh, I have certain uh, connections with some of the people in the team. So in terms of the eight people, uh, they're really divided into two groups. Uh, Five of us are graduates from the Sacramento Entrepreneurship Academy. We have a a common culture. We know um, how, how, uh, we know the training that, that we gained from the academy and also um, the accountability um, that, that we, um, we uphold. And then the remaining team members are actually colleagues from prior startups um, who, again, uh, goes back to knowing how each uh, other works and being accountable. And also what I love about uh, the current team um, is, is the skill set um, and the talent. You know, some, some of them are MBA grads. Some of them have design or um, software development skills. And surprisingly... Um, some of them are actually um, apprentices. Even though um, they have certain skill sets, they want to learn a different function. So pair anything, it's not just a, a new venture. We're actually um, doing an experiment where we can 
give people an opportunity to gain new skill sets in a very agile environment. And so uh, I, I like the, the, the concept, again, of uh, being able to replicate myself, and I'm doing that um, with my current venture. <laughs> Well, I love that. And I love the fact that you've afforded the opportunity for people on your team to also reinvent themselves. That keeps that thirst, that lifelong learning growing. Uh, And that's really what it's all about. You've been listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. We'll come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Entrepreneurship Academy with Christy Serrato. Stay tuned for more. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Leadership development isn't limited to people in the executive suites or corporate boardrooms. Employees throughout a company recognize their role in fulfilling the company's mission. Effective leadership is a quality that must be shared by employees from the top down. Clemmer & Associates Corporate Mastery Workshop focuses on key topics to equip each student's development into a highly productive and ethical leader. For more information, visit Clemmer.com. That's K-L-E-M-M-E-R.com. Kathy Fairbanks is available to speak for your event or organization. Kathy is the Director of Client Solutions for Clemmer & Associates Leadership Seminars. Kathy and her corporate team provides experiential training introductions to clients worldwide in order to support them in achieving their desired goals. Put Kathy Fairbanks to work for you. Call 800-577-5447 or send an email to Kathy at clemmer.com. The next step for growth is yours. Call 800-577-5447 or email Kathy at K-L-E-M-M-E-R dot com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at compassionatesamuraishow.com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. We have guest expert, Christy Serrato, and she's sharing with us uh, successes in the entrepreneur space. Not an easy space to break into. Well, it's it's not so hard to break into, but deriving success is a whole other story. So one of the tools, one of the resources that Christy uh, is affording the group in Sacramento, if you happen to live in the Sacramento, California area, 
is the Sacramento Entrepreneurship Academy and all of the resources there. So, Christy, if you could paint a picture of what is the mission of the Academy, what are some of the success stories and innovative ideas that have come out of it, and then if you would do our audience a favor, because obviously not everybody's in the Sacramento area, what are generic resources that you tapped into that could be uh, tapped into whether you live in Baltimore or Beijing, you're going to have an opportunity to tap into some mentorship opportunities as well. If you could share that with us. Great. So the Sacramento Entrepreneurship Academy, I'm very proud uh, to be uh, a founding fellow. Um, Since 1986, uh, it is the oldest uh, nonprofit organization that develops and mentors aspiring entrepreneurs uh, in the Sacramento region. And some of our successes, uh, there's several in our, in our 30 plus year history, uh, are actually quite well known. Um, we, we have, uh, Ethan Conrad properties, uh, one of the largest, uh, uh commercial, um, real estate management, uh, in the Sacramento region. Uh, we also have, um, Bay Equity Loans, um, over in, in the Bay Area, and that's a, a nationwide, uh, company, uh, in the mortgage space. And uh, we have uh, also a POS portal uh, that uh, is uh, in, the, in the retail um, point-of-sale um, system uh, space. Um, those are just a few examples. And um, hopefully you'll soon hear about Claire Anything as uh, another success of the Academy. And what I found um, coming into uh, or returning back to the Academy, I realized that uh, you have to look at the entrepreneurship uh, space as an ecosystem. And so I tapped into uh, not just the resources from the academy, which I was already familiar with, but also um, resources, uh, similar programs, just so so that I um, could um, access the network. Um, Entrepreneurship uh, is not um, a solo sport. Uh, You really have to um, be around like-minded people and also uh, people that, that, that is able to connect you and help you actually connect the dots uh, as you um, validate uh, your value proposition. And so a couple examples um, that I'd like to share uh, is a program run by the Kaufman Foundation, uh, which is available uh, nationwide. Uh, it's a, a weekly uh, meeting in which you have the opportunity to present your idea. Uh, and, and there's one, um, I'm sure, a chapter in, in your city. Uh, it's called the One Million Cups. And I had the opportunity to pitch my idea. Um, after pitching it in class, I was able to pitch it at One Million Cups uh, last year. And based on, on that uh, feedback, uh, I was able to then enter into the UC Davis Business Competition soon after. And, and I was able to win the competition uh, with a $10,000 uh, prize money. Um, so that kind of uh, gives you a sense of resources um, that allowed me to um, further my idea. Some other examples um, that I'd like to share is uh, the Startup School, which is an online uh, curriculum run by the Y Combinator, uh, which is uh, pretty well known <laughs> in our space. Uh, and in fact, I just started this uh, this uh, program. Uh, it allows me to kind of hone. Uh, my entrepreneurial skills and also have accountability, uh, have weekly updates that I have to provide to um, startup advisors. And then lastly, um, people 
people may forget that the Small Business Administration is one of the greatest resources available to us and funded by our, our taxpayer dollars. And uh, from the SBA, um, I participate in two programs, um, the Small Business Development um, Center, uh, which provides me with um, no cost or free advisory services. Um, essentially, I get a, a coach or a consultant that helps me with particular aspects of the business um, that I'm struggling with. And then um, also, I think a similar program under the, the SBA is the Tech Futures Group, uh, which, again, provides similar consulting services, but more focused on tech companies um, such as Pair Anything. And uh, there's also um, other uh, I would say incubators and accelerators. Um, but the key thing to keep in mind uh, is to look for the ones that are providing best practices, uh, like uh, the lean methodology, uh, which allows you um, to um, fast track uh, your startup uh, idea and be able to, um, to test it out um, as soon as possible and get that validation. That's one of the key tenets uh, that we practice um, as a lean startup. Well, thank you for sharing um, the abundance of resources. And I and I say abundance because they're out there, whether it's a, a meetup group that fits in your lane or the one millionth cup. I mean, when you shared that with me in terms of before you went to pitch in front of the committee at UC Davis, you had a few practice runs with with the one millionth cup and received feedback around what needed greater clarity, what really worked, what landed, what resonated with them. And so you didn't go into your big spotlight, I think is brilliant, just winging it, even though you could have prepared that in your office and said, okay, I'm good, I've practiced. No, you went out there and got real world feedback. Um, and one of the things I, I find it funny now you've shared with me uh, in the past, you considered yourself a shy person. And Christy, I, I crack up about that because there's just nothing shy about you. And I'm wondering where that shifted in terms of, is it the passion that that basically trumped the shyness? Because I think there are people who have be- beautiful, brilliant ideas out there, but the way that they see themselves as shy is going to create a scarcity mindset that they don't have the voice to move this forward or the education to move it forward. So where did that confidence come from to go from shy business analyst to robust entrepreneurship where you'll call for crying out loud, you called a very famous person in the sports world and said, I think you should be my mentor. Who does that? That'd be you. Uh, You're very kind, uh, Kathy. Uh, It's interesting um, for most of us, the inner view of ourselves may may differ from how the outside world view us. And I don't know if I'll ever get over this view of shyness. I, I, it, it, I do feel it each time I speak, uh, you know, in public. What drives me really is around the commitment for me to help people. And in order for me to help people, I need to be able to communicate and collaborate. So that is a great foundation uh, for me. And then the other part um, is around, I think we talked about, you know, what it means um, to have or to develop creative confidence. And so I feel the need 
this sense of urgency to solve problems. And so to do, to do it very creatively, I've adjusted my way of thinking to look at the world, um, not just of problems, but really a world of solutions. And, and having the, the toolkit to be confident in addressing them. And, and so that allowed me um, to have uh, this platform in which uh, I, I could solve big problems in, in certain industries, like the wine industry, but also having um, the, the, the bandwidth um, to be able to help others um, address that as well. And, and, I, and, I, and I, I think you touched on it. It's just um, being able to identify mentors to help you. Uh, I believe uh, in coaching. Uh, it's, it's, it's very valuable. I, I came to it later in life uh, because I used uh, people as sounding boards all through my career. Then I realized um, that is a very valuable um, asset that we all have in our network. And so to be able to have um, a structure by which you get coaching and allow you to uh, excel even beyond um, what you thought you could, you could actually achieve. Well, and I love the fact that you brought up coaching, and, and I work with a couple of coaches, and one of the, the primary reasons that I work with both of these coaches is they have an accountability piece. And you mentioned even when you were a student in the startup school, there was accountability piece, a reports piece that became the aspect. And I think from an accountability perspective, that is an entrepreneur's best friend. Um, I remember the first time that I had my meeting um, – um, with Brian in terms of the lay of the land and how he wanted me to relaunch the corporate division at Clemmer Leadership, um, it was very clear that he had an accountability report every single week that he checked off for himself. And so he didn't have anyone he was reporting to because he was the president, but yet he submitted an accountability report to himself every single week. And it was color-coded, and he knew that where he was moving the needle. And I think as an entrepreneur, we need to set that up, that self-check system, and then have some out, outside accountability partners as well, whether they're coaches or mentors or whatever that might look like. So I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, I'm also really pleased that you brought up the resources of the SBA. Uh, I've attended several of their programs programs. And um, as you say, the taxpayer dollars are working really well at the SBA. The resources, the information, the structure, and the coaching that can be provided at your local SBA is like nothing else I've seen. And tapping into, and I know you're a big networker, Christy, um, you're willing to provide guidance and information to folks in areas that are outside your field and connect people to your network. And I think that can become very um, a prominent spot with an entrepreneur. You're willing to give it away to pay it forward, more or less, um, even if it doesn't come back and impact your bottom line. You're willing to lift people as you climb that ladder as well. And I think that's just a mindset that can't be beat. Um, where do you think that comes from, Christy? This example that I got from my parents, um, my parents uh, were very, very humble. Uh, and, you know, they came um, 
to this country, highly educated, uh, yet wasn't able to practice um, uh, what they studied. Yet one thing that they had was um, this this uh, work ethic, uh, and, and so I really appreciate um, that example that that they set uh, you know for us. And I guess um, it's just it's just a a matter of uh, being able to be of service to others. And most of us feel that, yet are struggling to find how they can be of service to others. And and I realize um, in my entire career, I've been uh, lucky to travel. Uh, I've been in fifty plus countries. And so it gave me a very wide perspective that you can connect to anyone by having um, an open perspective, an open mind. And one thing um, that, that I like is, is to be able to have um, this optimistic disposition. And, and, and so um, it allows me um, to have this empathy um, to be able uh, to connect with people and, and really just um, look for opportunities uh, to be of service. To others, and and it really is um, somehow um, what kind of brought me to becoming an entrepreneur. Uh, is, is surprisingly, it's just being um, of service to others. Right, right, no doubt about it, and that certainly speaks to um, your full desire to. Um, Keep fueling your natural curiosity, and that's what I love about what you're able to do. You didn't stop at launching one company. Uh, I know you're certainly not going to stop at launching your fifth company. So you have been listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. We're going to wrap this up in our uh, last segment. I want to make sure that I give you the resources um, to reach out to the Sacramento Entrepreneurship Academy, as well as Pair Anything, as well as Christie. So stay tuned for our last segment, and there's plenty more to come. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Leadership development isn't limited to people in the executive suites or corporate boardrooms. Employees throughout a company recognize their role in fulfilling the company's mission. Effective leadership is a quality that must be shared by employees from the top down. Clemmer & Associates Corporate Mastery Workshop focuses on key topics to equip each student's development into a highly productive and ethical leader. For more information, visit Clemmer.com. That's K-L-E-M-M-E-R.com. Kathy Fairbanks is available to speak for your event or organization. Kathy is the Director of Client Solutions for Clemmer & Associates Leadership Seminars. Kathy and her corporate team provides experiential training introductions to clients worldwide in order to support them in achieving their desired goals. Put Kathy Fairbanks to work for you. Call 800-577-5447 or send an email to Kathy at clemmer.com. The next step for growth is yours. Call 800-577-5447 or email Kathy at klemmer.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. To reach Kathy Fairbanks or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. If you'd rather send an email, the email address is kathy at com. Now, back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour. Welcome back to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. We have our guest expert, Christy Serrato. And as I mentioned, Christy and I go back uh, a couple of decades. And this is a woman that I trust, I'm inspired by, and I want the world to really know what she's up to. So she's giving back her time, her energy, and her resources as the program director of the Sacramento Entrepreneurship Academy. So Christy, if you'll share with us, I want to make sure people know uh, what the website is there and what some of the resources are just on the website that people can tap into. And then if you'll share your website for Pair Anything, how folks can get a hold of you. Um, And then I've got a couple of other little questions for you. But how do people reach out and get more information from you or the Academy? Great. Uh, So the Sacramento Entrepreneurship Academy, uh, our website is S-E-A-L-I-N-K dot org. Uh, you can access our latest events. In fact, we have uh, a couple of uh, alumni events that are happening. In fact, we have a big one, which is uh, our first um, annual alumni event for all our um, graduates um, over the last 30 years, and we have that being scheduled in the fall. Uh, and also, um, we have... Um, uh, a way for you to also audit um, any of the classes when we start in January 2020. And for Pair Anything, um, you can check us out at uh, dot com, uh, which uh, will give you um, our, our value proposition and how we're uh, tackling um, the challenges uh, for wineries and in fact, uh, we're running an equity crowdfunding campaign as well um, on the WeFunder uh, platform. And so that's www.wefunder.com forward slash pair dot anything. And what's nice about this is that uh, for entrepreneurs at the early stage, um, they can actually uh, fundraise um, just like Kickstarter. But uh, instead of providing um, charge keys, we can actually um, offer um, equity um, for little as $100. You can actually be vested uh, in the journey of care anything. 
Mm, I love that. You're the, you're the one that turned me on to WeFunder, and thank you for doing that. So all of these links and websites are listed in the show description. So if you happen to be driving uh, while you're listening to the show or on an airplane, something like that, feel free to just go to the show description. You can look at it at in Christy's bio or the description, and you'll be able to click on those links and get more information. So Christy, one of the things that I want to talk about is let you toot your horn a little bit. What What is it about you? Because I think other people feel this way about themselves, but what are you more skilled at than most people in the world that allow you to do this? Because I think as an entrepreneur, uh, a healthy ego is important. So what's your differentiation and where does the world win when you thrive? I guess uh, what most people recognize uh, in me is my grit and perseverance. Uh, and, and, and again, that comes from um, the, the values that I was raised growing up, you know, having um, hardworking parents that showed an example of, of how to um, provide a living and be able um, to accomplish anything that you want if you put your mind through it. And in fact, when we won um, the UC Davis competition, um, the sponsor, AGR, partners uh, mentioned that perseverance is the key because he remembered my pitch last year and he recognized how much it improved for this year. And the other thing that I feel I'm really good at is that I can see patterns that others can't see and it helps me navigate the ambiguity that most people see. And the fact that I can simplify tactics, strategies, and principles um, that's needed to start and grow successful um, business allows me to um, to be of service to others as a startup advisor. And so I, I feel um, being able to diagnose what is broken or missing and get the solution out quickly, um, I, I would say that would be my superpower. <laughs> Yeah, that really is your superpower. And and that's a gifting that not everyone has. And I know for me, when it comes to, let's say, home designing or anything that's uh, super techie or engineering, I just, I look to my sister and say, can can you do this? Because I, I can't. She's got those genes. But I can tell you when somebody um, brings to me an organizational challenge or issue they are having within their company uh, from the inside out, then it just unmaps itself, literally. And I can see the start, the middle, and the end in terms of the leadership development space and what modules the Clemmer leadership can drop into an organization in order to make a decision or make um, decisions that move the needle and provide the results that a company wants to. Um, And I don't, it's effortless. And the fact that it's effortless for you is so powerful. So, Christy, thank you so much uh, for being a guest on our show today and sharing with us how people can uh, climb that how-why ladder and what the best best practices are can, uh, that can be in the organization. And the fact that seeing patterns that others can't see is really a beautiful launch into the entrepreneurial world. You have been listening to the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with your host, Kathy Fairbanks. Till next time. We say, knock them alive. Thank you for tuning into our show. 
You can hear the Compassionate Samurai Business Hour live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, be sure to take action and create your own success.